Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hail cheaters and happy holidays. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh Lannon. I'm here with Brandon Kelly. Brandon, how are you? Josh, this is the last main feed pod before Christmas. So it is my job as festive Brandon mm-hmm. to come with as much, as much festivity <laughs> as possible. Right. This is mm-hmm. our last stand in the holidays. Now, now coming out of game week uh, 18, we've got a challenge in front of us. Um, but I think we can. I think we can rise to it. Yeah, I think uh, it, it started off, I mean, Saturday morning was, I mean, okay, we had the midweek matches, which were awful, you know, <laughs> just a total disaster uh, with all the cancellations. If you want to hear me, like, really rant, uh, you can go back. It's a very evergreen, Brandon. You can go back and listen to the Thursday Patreon podcast that we did. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's it's one of the well, more legendary uh, Patreon yeah. pods that we've done. People people love it when uh, when you fly off the handle. my mind. When yeah. you lose your mind. Exactly. And, you know, yeah. we. I think we're pretty good at, like, I can tell when you're about to uh, pop off and then I can sort of, like, pull back and balance yeah. you out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's rare that I really go off the handle. Usually I become, um, I just go within myself, Josh, if I I'm really think- angry. I don't think hot, I mean, you know, you, you know, I've been friends for a long time. I don't think hotheads and hotheads hang out. You know, I think the, the hottie, the hotheads and the coolies, they sort of pair up. Oh you yeah. Know? We're, we're fire and ice act. like Sean Respert and Eric Snow. Right? Yeah. You got a couple of coolies. You never actually hang out. Right. You don't, you don't no. leave the house. Uh, you got a couple hotties. It's uh-huh. and you burn out too fast, you know? So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Your, your wives immediately leave you because you <laughs> yeah, guys exactly. are just like, you know, uh, won't Wild leave the poker guys. table. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so we got, uh, yeah, we have game of 18 in the books. Uh, we ended up playing five matches in the end. And, um, I don't know. I mean, it was, it was a little bit like midweek, honestly. I mean, there was, uh, the high ownership players did just enough to make the score seem pretty reasonable. All things considered. I mean, I only ended up fielding nine players. I, Took a minus four uh, for two players who didn't play a minute, so that was um, not ideal. Sure, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm on. I have, I was just looking before we started the podcast, and um, I have five red arrows in six game weeks, which mm-hmm. is uh, and I, I, you know, that has not been ideal, certainly. But um, you know, but it's you know, one of those things you keep looking at the red arrows. But my overall rank still pretty good, you know, I mean, very good, uh, you know, 38 K. So I really can't complain, even though it feels very dramatic. It really isn't. It's just not fun to have a red arrow, even if, even if you're doing well. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but I, you know, I think midweek I was, I was really feeling it cause it just felt like it was very hard to like play this game, you know, like this, the game of fantasy when, you pick players and then the matches are gone and you sort of have no recourse, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know this is like a, this could happen with like snow or whatever, but in some ways like snow events, like those things can sometimes be predicted or 
whatever, you know? And so it just, it felt like a little, it felt like it made things like a little more like up to chance than they already are. Right. And well, so, and with yeah. like the, the Spurs snow cancellation from a few weeks ago, that's usually taking one, maybe two players off of the game board for yeah. an FPL manager. Yeah. And you can, you should have a squad where you can rely on a couple of other players who do play yeah. to, yeah. you know, on a good weekend, make up that ground. When you see this many fixture postponements, uh, it, yeah, it suddenly it becomes much more daunting to, yeah. to, to see if, um, you know, to see if Ben White can cover uh, <laughs> Ronaldo. Yeah, and, and picking two. Yeah, exactly. Picking two players on a minus four, neither of whom play a minute, and then having no one on your bench to come in and fill in, mm-hmm. that does sting a little bit more. But uh, I'll say two things. One is that uh, the Liverpool uh, Spurs game gave me some hope because those were uh, that Spurs team was. I mean, a lot of the players who played in that match and played well, Son scored a goal, right? Were players who were suffering from COVID just a couple of weeks ago, right? And so the fact that they were able to sort of come out the other side, right? I mean, this is, you know, you, Brandon, you and I live in New York. I mean, it's sort of, it's almost become like a, I don't want to say joke because it's very, very serious when, you know, for certain, for certain, for a lot of people, but you know, it's sort of become this thing where it's like everyone got COVID this last week, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's just right. like so rampant and, yeah. you know, but I think that like there's something about the absolute insane uh, you know, contagiousness of this new variant that you're like, well, like it's going to absolutely run through these clubs and assuming that the players are okay, which, you know, thank goodness they all seem to be so far, then we're going to maybe come out of the other side of this a little faster than we wanted to. It's not going to be this drip, drip, drip of two players at a time mm-hmm. or whatever. So that, so the fact that that match played and that Spurs played well, I was like, okay, maybe they're actually going to be able to do this and not like do the circuit breaker option that has been floated around and, and, you know, tomorrow the premier league is meeting and you and I were talking about this before the pod started. It's possible that they cancel game week 20, which would be not the boxing day matches, but the ones after that. And I think part of that might be in case you had some boxing day matches that you need to move back a couple of days and they're not, you know, like, cause a lot of, like a lot of clubs are probably like by the next weekend going to be a couple days away from being ready, you know? And so I think that that might happen, but we just don't know. And so, um, you know, we don't really, okay. So anyway, I want to get into the theme of the pod in a second here, but so that that gave me hope. The other thing was I just kind of like mentally got over some feeling that I was having, which was that I I was just, it just the unfair, like it brought up some like justice obsessed part of me, right? I was just like, this is not fair. This is not fair. (laughs) It's happening. And you know, I mean, you talked about the the line from unforgiven, right? Like deserves got nothing to do with it. And I, I feel like some, some part of me just came around that I was like, okay, you know what? This isn't fair. It's not fun. Um, you know, it, it, it feels like it's like, like, you know, are my, like my delicately, perfectly curated little team has, has been, has been upended. And that's just like something I, that I just have to accept that that's what it is. And that, you know, yeah. in a few weeks time, we're going to have double game weeks, like every three days. And there's gonna be a lot of time to make up that ground. And so that's what I'm doing now is just like gritting my teeth for the next couple of weeks and then preparing for the time when like, I, you know, good thinking, good strategy can help you, you know, claw back all those points. I think there's a higher power out there that is cotton to the always cheating theme of making fantasy fun again. Yep. And this this theoretical higher power said we we need to uh, really test the boundaries of making fantasy fun mm-hmm. and not even like test the boundaries, but um, create a season that is is wholly unique, even after what we've seen the last two seasons to to what better way to force us to have fun than in in, in some respect, remove all of the stakes. 
Yeah. So if you if you look at all the po- fixture postponements from the last couple of weeks, you just kind of have to laugh and say, um, I play this game. Uh, I, I, I thought I had some level of control, but it's clear that I don't. Maybe it's yeah. time for me to embrace the chaotic fun yeah. as opposed to, um, uh, you know, continually embracing this idea that, you know, I'm I'm. I'm plotting, uh, yeah. you know, uh, you're pushing the Maginot line or something like that. Yeah. And that will, I mean, to be quite honest, that will never be fun for me. Like I don't, <laughs> I can't, I can't adapt that way and have fun, but yeah. I can get through it. You know, like I'm not like, uh, I'm not going to stop playing, you know? And so if you're not going to stop playing, then the the least you can do for yourself is just accept that it's going to stay crazy for a while. And that, you know, and that eventually there's going to be, big i mean double game weeks are the swingiest things you know sometimes they work out sometimes they don't but you know there's like you can make up a ton of points really fast with those and so uh with all these rescheduled matches we need lots of opportunities and so that's i guess that's my like the optimistic slant that i'm putting on it which is that there's gonna be so many opportunities to make up ground and if you think if you if you strategize and you plan transfers in advance and you keep an eye you know follow people like ben krellen who are you know great at strategizing when the double game weeks are going to fall you can really give yourself a massive edge. And I think that's really oh, yeah. help. Yeah. yeah. To go back to my, uh, my, my world war one, uh, metaphor, just to string mm-hmm. that along, you know, the sure. old game of attrition, all mm-hmm. of the fixtures that were postponed, the farther out they're pushed, the more dedicated managers. And yes, you yep. listening to always cheating, you have the upper hand because yep. all of the, all of those managers who will lose their patience or stop paying attention mm-hmm. when all of these fixtures get, get, uh, replayed, yep. you, ha- you're just going to burst through, you know, yep. tens of thousands of overall ranks. So I, I agree totally. with you. Like there is, yep. there is every advantage yet to be had and you can still we're still looking at dedicated managers having very strong finishes this season yeah if omicron is is kaiser wilhelm and in my game week 18 team was the lusitania brandon Uh you know the next few (laughs) weeks are are the full forces of the u.s army crossing the atlantic getting in there uh you know and 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 winning that war, you know, just, wow. uh, <laughs> we have painted a massive oil painting, uh, in mm-hmm. the first 10 minutes oh, of this pod. And I it's think 19, it's wonderful. 1917 in here, baby. All right. So, uh, the theme of this week's pod, and we, we wanted to keep the tone, uh, up, you know, as, as is our hope, you know, make fantasy fun again as sort of the, the core ethos of this podcast. And so we were thinking that people would be, um, traveling to see family or maybe they're just going to be home, you know, uh, for the next uh, week or two. And you don't need us to come on here and rant and complain any more than we did the first few minutes. So, uh, this pod is a mid-year review. So, uh, we wanted something that you could listen to this week, next week, after new year's anything over the next couple of weeks and we're, just we're talk also about the- sending this uh into uh, space via a satellite so that people yep. you know people on other universes <clears throat> can listen to it light years yeah from now. voyager 2 should be picking mm-hmm. this up yeah, uh, pretty yeah, yeah. quickly which right. which i'm excited about um yeah they're i think they're right they're nearing the um <laughs> whatever that the uh whatever that was that big circle of I don't know, Andromeda or something or, like The that? Oort cloud. That's what okay. I was near in the Oort cloud. Um, so, uh, yeah, so this this week's pod is the mid-year review. We're going to do three. We're going to look at all 20 teams, and we're going to do top performer, biggest disappointment, and their make fantasy fun again rating. So mm-hmm. that sounds like fun to you. I don't want to sit here and do a Game Week 20 preview because over the next few days, or Game Week 19 preview for that matter, uh, because over the next few days, 
Uh, we just don't know what's going to get canceled, what's going to come. And last week, I mean, we did a whole section whether Ronaldo was worth buying in fantasy, right? <laughs> Ronaldo has has yeah. has missed two matches already, maybe a yeah. third coming up. Like we don't know what's going on right now. And I yeah. I don't, don't want to spend any more of our time or your time listening on content that might be irrelevant within 24 hours. So we're gonna if your question fun. is what is a game week 19, uh, this might not be the episode for you. Yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of the other stuff out there. You know, I'm sure I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Um, but this one is uh, this is your holiday special basically brad and so um let's we're gonna do this and then and yeah actually you know we planned on recording a, 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 the next next week's podcast um probably not on the night of boxing day but a couple of days afterwards because there was going to be a game week like two days you know the way it works during the festive pictures you have like sort of three game weeks in, in a week yeah. um and so we'll see what happens with um with next week you probably you know to be determined um yeah. when we record the next pod but um you know we'll just we'll follow the schedule and see what makes sense yeah absolutely so let's let's get into it josh before we do let's do some housekeeping and and run through the always cheating super league of course it is the superest of leagues go to alwayscheating.com for the join code more than twenty five thousand managers in this league uh, which is more than the chinese super league boasts i'll tell you that much uh but let's run quickly through the top 10 starting in 10th place <laughs> is that anti-chinese sentiment i don't know what that is no no i'm just saying you know you know you push harder you could get more uh more more people to join your your quote-unquote super league uh in 10th place we've got anthony harper followed by ninth it's it's donald hannigan in eighth place julian fortuna matt p in seventh a tie for fifth place between ross lagawood josh your favorite the last mm-hmm. of the lagawoods yeah uh, he, ross is tied with pepe curly i didn't know who was doing so well by the way that's awesome it is great to see great to see old friends in the top 10 uh, in fourth place, it's Patreon favorite Ryan Quinn. And in third, in, uh, Andre Glushkov. In second, it's a George Hegna. And holding it down in first place, former world number one, Daniel Mason Abraham. Daniel is, you know, he's hanging tough during these really swingy weeks. It can't be easy, Josh, to be so high up in the world rankings and to be riding the, the these uh, very turbulent waves right now in FPL. Yeah. He's still fifth, so you know, not uh, Cheers, not, not, not too fine. shabby, yeah. But yeah, fifty six, which I think was what I ended up uh, scoring as well. I think you beat me by one point. I think, Brad. I think you finished fifty seven. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, a Rudiger yellow card. It was the difference between a good week and a bad <laughs> wow. week? Well, there you go. Wow. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, and the exactly, it's, it's kind of crazy with all the craziness. I mean, were you on a red arrow or a, gr- a green arrow this week? I was on a green arrow, but the smallest of green arrows, I moved up. 10,000 spots to 386k so it's sort of like um what we were saying just a minute ago of sort of biding time you know holding your territory until you're offered a moment to actually push on now you know uh kudos to everyone who got big green arrows on a Cancelo captaincy or an alexander arnold uh captaincy so there there were definite paths forward in game week uh in game week 18 so uh, hats yeah. off to you guys i know it's hard to remember the game weeks right now isn't it when there were there so many of them it's been like four game weeks in, in two weeks um all right so just a, a quick shout out you know um this is our, our december pledge month if you um received a christmas bonus or if you're just in the holiday spirit and you want to support the podcast and talk with some great people I my mean, gosh you know i really have to shout out jeff petter in particular who uh i was just having a bad day saturday morning really annoyed at myself for not waiting a little longer to make my transfers and um, and, uh, longtime Patreon supporter and, and friend, 
came on and said, hey, we're all having fun on the Slack. Why don't you come out here instead instead of fighting with trolls on yeah. Twitter as is your you know, want these days? And so uh, and so I went over there and it was, it was just cheery and festive and fun. And it was what um, I really should have been doing to begin with. So I'm not sure if you, if you got there in time for the um, uh, fictitious commentary between Villa and Burnley. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It was, it was that, that was probably the best moment on the Always Cheating Slack for a long time. Yeah, it's and it's just a great it's a great group of people. So uh, and then you know obviously you access the the second the bonus podcast that we do as well. I think I'm going to be doing um, a Boxing Day night podcast at the very nice. least. Um, so uh, for, for for Patreon supporters. So let's um, you know. But anyway, so if you want to go to if you want to support the podcast, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Always Cheating. You get lots of other features as well. And um, I did want to quickly shout out Brad, our newest patrons. Yeah. Gareth H, Hendrick Matson, Damian Bird, and Sid Gopuchgar. Thank you so much to our newest Patreon supporters. And, and thank you, by the way, to newest Patreon supporter Pat Riley for uh, handling our gentle ribbing on last week's podcast. Probably unnecessarily so, because I'm sure he's gotten that his entire life. But uh, he, he he took it uh, he took it in uh, in good in good humor. So uh, let's take a quick break, Brad, and we'll get into our uh, FPL mid year review. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we're back. 
holiday season is here. We're also at the midway point of the season. We have, uh, I suppose we have one more game week to go and then we'd officially be at the midway point. Um, 38 game week season, we're 18 weeks in. So I think it's it's appropriate and fitting that we do a mid-year review. We, we often do this in January when the festive fixtures have, have wrapped, but it made sense, I think, to pull it up uh, for this week mm-hmm. and, and make sure that we had um, interesting and relevant, um, you know, pod content to, to bring you guys. So uh, once again, we're going to go through the 20 teams and we're going to try to do this too long, although famous last words and all that. <laughs> um, and uh, we're going to talk about the top performer for each team. And uh, this is could be the their va- the value total points could be because we just like them. OK, this is not sure. a stat based discussion brand. We're just going to pick them, you know, and uh, we're going to uh, pick the biggest disappointment. This will be stat based, Brandon, and this is going to be uh, X, XG Delta uh, that we uh, no, uh No, that'll just be our, our personal opinion as well. And then the make fantasy fun again rating from one to 10, 10 being the best. Do you think we'll give out any 10s? Well, uh, we might. And I would say, you know, stats or no stats, this is the only stat that matters is your is your X MFF MFFA rating. So let's (laughs) let's see what happens. Yeah. See, yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, producer's note there, Brennan. We should have called it that uh, when I was doing the running order. All right. Let's let's start off with Arsenal then. Top performer on Arsenal. I got to say, I. I mean, Emil Smith Rowe has had all of the goal scoring exploits, but you know, I think Aaron Ramsdale has got to take the trophy midway through the season because yeah. uh, he's just got the FPL promise. And one thing that we have lacked uh, for the early part of the season was a reliable, cheap goalkeeper for our fantasy squads. Yeah. Enter Aaron Ramsdale. Yep. You know, uh, you know, everyone had a bit of a laugh when, uh, well, at least I did. Uh, when he was signed by Arsenal, lo and behold, yeah. this guy is Emmy Martinez 2.0, and yeah. uh, he's fun it's to a really, watch. Really yeah. good signing, you know. It's mm-hmm. like it's it felt very un-Arsenal to take a position that was not necessarily a position of weakness, you know, and <laughs> and upgrade it anyway, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 really true. So yeah, I think uh, you know, goalkeeper and. Uh, but but honor, honorable mention to the myriad uh, attacking midfielders that Arsenal's putting out there. Yeah, I think uh, Smith Rowe in particular, five point five million midfielder, seven goals and two assists in the season. Despite the fact that he's now like a bent, I mean, I guess he's just get, kind of getting his fitness back still because he did he did miss two matches, but he scored off the bench both times. He's come on the pitch the last two weeks. Right, that's the weeks. great question: is how does Arteta rejigger the lineup to accommodate ESR again with Martinelli being in this incredible form? Yep. Lacazette did not help Arsenal too much against Leeds. I didn't think. No, I thought he was good in the um, in the West Ham match. I thought he um, obviously, you know, was missed that pen, and maybe that just, you know, you know how forwards are. You know, they make a mistake, and suddenly mm-hmm. their confidence is shot for a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I thought yeah, certainly like I mean, it's funny because like we all own Lacazette now. It's like this funny, strange thing that happened all of a sudden where Lacazette went from zero ownership to forty percent in a matter of like twenty four hours. Uh, it was kind of insane uh just because he's like one of the only forwards who played this weekend yeah i mean i had i was relying on ollie watkins to be my coverage up front this week and when i saw that that match was canceled i 
I didn't want to burn points, but it just seemed like uh, all he all he had to do was get unattacking return, and at least he achieved that. So I, yeah. I gained one point on my minus yeah. four yeah. on lockup. Uh, so he he's a very streaky player. Like what a world it would be if Lacazette were be were were to be able to string three or four match weeks together. Yeah, I mean we'll see. I mean they have they have Norwich next if that match gets played, which again you know we'll we'll, we'll see. So I think I think you're right there. I think um, uh, yeah, Saka, Ben White, a lot like Tomiyasu, a little probably underrated. I think another four point five million. A lot of trustworthy cheap players on that in that yeah. Arsenal team right now. So I I I uh, I will say, and this could be a way for us to transition to the most disappointing player um, on Arsenal. Ben White got a raised eyebrow from me uh, against Leeds, and it was Arsenal will go through these patches where it seems like they don't trust Ben White with anything. Like none yeah. of the distribution goes through him. They're like, "Nah, we're good on this corner kick. If you could just stand in the center circle, um, that'd be great." And it was like he he didn't touch the ball, and then uh, the moment he does get engaged in the play, he absolutely wipes Gelhard out in a horror tackle. So, so you know, yeah. I, I I think he's he's obviously lifted that defense and is a decent leader for Arsenal and he'll grow into the position. It's been a decent enough signing, but I yeah. he's he's still got some improving to do, John. <laughs> As somebody without Saka, Rafinha, who did have Aaron Ramsdale and who didn't have um Mill Smith Rowe, the last like 20 minutes of that match were so aggravating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like deflected soccer goal, uh, clean sheet lost on the on the Ben White tackle, Rafinha goal. And then um you, you kind of just knew Smith Rowe was gonna score once he came on. Like that match was mm-hmm. so right. was so cooked. You know, they were really waiting for someone like him. So okay, when it comes to biggest disappointment, I feel like Aubameyang is such a is such a boring pick that I'm gonna go off the board here and I'm gonna say um pepe is my is my pick I mean, what they spent so much money on this guy and he's barely played he's a continuing disappointment i guess i i will go so far as to say bakayo saka is the biggest disappointment now three goals and five assists for an fpl asset it uh started the season at 6.5 i still feel like he should be doing more like he's he Different different plays on the pitch, but he's kind of yeah. let Emil Smith Rowe come into that starting eleven and suck up all of the soccer oxygen. Yeah, uh, so. it, it, there is a feel. I mean, he has, he's he's looked good the last few game weeks, you know, for looking purely through a through a fantasy lens. I mean, I think he, he's had some moments all season, but yeah, I think it, in a sense that it's like there's like a little like Raheem Sterling quality, mm-hmm. right? Where you're just like. You, you want him to like make a big leap and just yeah. be like a total like dominant player in the pitch right. and that that hasn't happened yet. So I think that's fair. I mean, it sort of depends on how you want to define disappointment, right? Like, is it yeah. like, is it a player who hasn't gone all the way over the top or is it somebody who just stinks like, like Pepe? <laughs> yeah, it's a so, player I brought into my team and he didn't do the business while he was in my team. That, yeah. <laughs> that's the rubric <laughs> that's, I'm using. That's fair. <laughs> all right. And so the make fantasy fun again, rating for Arsenal, where do you put him? Yeah, I mean, I I think you have to rate them, uh, you know, higher than most just because of all the cheap fantasy options that they've given us in in attack and defense. So they, they've like unlocked certain formations. Like to to have Ben White as a benchable defender is actually pretty great. So I I think I think we put them around a seven now. I think it's you still have to accept the arsenal of it all. And as this Leeds match from this weekend was just like so arsenal, they uh, it's like they couldn't believe 
what Leeds was doing in the first half that they, mm-hmm. that, they that, that Arsenal just started like taking the piss and they didn't know yeah. really what know what to do with all of that space and yeah. then they became just insanely apathetic in yeah. the second half and let Leeds come back yeah. into it so like I but again like I think Arsenal this Arsenal team is still fun because while they still have these annoying qualities, they're getting better and better and better. And uh, yeah. you, you have to like where they're going. Yeah, I think seven is, sounds perfect. I mean, and I think, you know, after the last couple of years where if we had been using this rating system before now, I think they'd be in that two or three category. Um, so to have them all the way up in a seven now with with the, you know, I think I think we'll do a year end. We'll, we'll, we'll use the same totally made up rating system, Brandon. I, I think they could, they could climb even, even higher. So uh, I, I actually think I might only have one ten uh, to give out in this week's pot, but let's, wow. let's, okay. let's, uh, let's hold off on that for now. Um, all right. That brings us to Aston Villa. Oh. So yeah, Aston Villa, their top performer. That is uh, interesting. It's a sticky wicket, Brandon, as, as is you like it, to say. It, is, is Matt, Matty Cash going to get some love on the always cheating podcast? For I don't once? think so. I think it's all. I think it's Emmy Martinez, the man himself. Okay, it's still, still Emmy. You know, make your case. Well, people thought he was too expensive at five point five million. Nobody's brought him in, but he's he's been pretty great. I mean, you know, I mean, he's been he he does what he does. He gets clean sheets and he gets saves. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just sort of he's got. Um, you know, he missed one match on the season. They had kind of a tough start, but they've been a lot stronger since since Jared came in. Yeah, credit to Jared for that and. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just a, he's just steady and, you know, maybe he's still too expensive in fantasy. Although at this point, Ramsdale is 5.2. I mean, Martinez is 5.5. I mean, you know, you're pretty much in the same category now if you're buying either one from, from, you know, scratch. Yeah. Look at Martinez. He's got one more point than David De Gea on the season and, and two more than Hugo Lloris. It's, it's a tight clump, but Lloris and De Gea, typically fantasy goalkeepers that are rated, um, more highly in that 5.0 plus bracket. I mean, Emmy is kind of tainted by that that price tag because we got used to him being so mm-hmm. great at such a cheap price last season. Yeah. So I get that. I mean, yeah. I, I He'll think be five if, again next year, and we can consider him again. I presume Ollie Watkins uh, is the one closest to taking Emmy Martinez's place if we do this at the end of the season. I mean, the, things have changed a bit with Aston Villa with Steven Gerrard coming in as manager. So this is. A, in some ways, an incomplete report card for uh, Aston Villa. Yeah, I mean, it, it, when you think of the biggest disappointment, I mean, I guess, I, I suppose it almost feels unfair because it's just, he just is such so hit by the injury bug. But I mean, I think Danny Ings has to be up there, right? I mean, you, you know, he had a, a decent little, it was one of those things where at the, at the start of the season, he had some, he brought, he gave us some fantasy points, right? Yeah. He nicked a goal at the 98th minute or whatever of the first match of the season. Yeah. Uh, got a, I think he got an assist the week after that and it was like, get out of there. You know, like it was <laughs> so clear that it was not, it was not going to be, yeah, you know, yeah, two, with him. two, two goals, uh, in two weeks to start the season followed by an assist. And then, yeah, he was ejected from everyone's teams. I mean, Emmy Buendia might actually, uh, get in there ahead of Danny Ings just because yeah, he was fair. flagged yeah. as the Jack Grealish replacement. And, you know, there yeah. have been weeks where he can't even get in 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 the team. You know what, Emmy Bondia is? He's the poor man's Romelu Lukaku because Bondia went down to the championship, and they were like, and we all knew what Bondia was like before he left. Yeah. Right? We we're like, oh, you know, went to he's at Norwich. I think he had like a one goal and one assist or something like that. And we're like, no, no, he's changed. This yeah. is not the Emmy Bondia who who, who uh-huh. you know went down with Norwich. 
you know, Lukaku goes to Inter Milan, uh, scores like 40 goals, you know, yeah. across two seasons and comes back for like a hundred million. It's like, this is not the Lukaku who left. He's ripped now, you know? <laughs> and it's like, they're both kind of who we thought they were though. Like they're yeah. fine. Like they're excellent players from a, from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, neither one is really worth considering. All right. X M F F A. What do you say, Josh, on a scale of one to 10? Two. I mean, they have not been a fun team to mm-hmm. to have in fantasy. We barely talked about them on the pod. I mean, if you only just go by minutes spent on podcast, like they're they're near the bottom. So, uh, you know, maybe they'll like you said, maybe Watkins, maybe Wendia, maybe Matty Cash. Like there are players who could be fun to talk about in the second half of the season, but so far it's pretty low. Yeah, I was go. tempted to go four, but you've made the case for for two. Um, maybe this team is a little more fun. Brentford. Now. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Brentford and start with the uh, the most exciting player from this team. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, I, I, I mean, I guess you have to give it to Tony. But I think, and Buemo has been, from a, like, banter standpoint, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, a, a pretty fun player this season. I mean, it, from a value standpoint, I mean, let's see. I, I think in the end, let's see, and Buemo is on. He's on three goals and one assist. I guess that's really, honestly, pretty disappointing for for you know, for, for what, uh, for a, a fantasy asset who is pretty highly owned at different points. I know he's hit the post like nine times this season, right? Or I genuinely or, can't believe Pontus Janssen hasn't, uh, hasn't been your pick, Josh. I mean, it's Pontus <laughs> Janssen's fantasy season and we're just sort of playing along at this point. That's if true. You, if you don't have Pontus Janssen in your fantasy team, uh, you're an idiot uh and you're you're not playing the game the right way that's true I, you changed your team name to pontius 38 and i thought that was really that was, i should Pont- i should change Pontius's it to Pont- pilots yeah Pont- <laughs> there we go that's good, um, that's good. you're right but pontius Jansen's up there i mean uh david raya was awesome before uh, or is it david i think he might be a david uh before uh he got injured but i i think i think it still has to be ivan tony i think ultimately I and mean, this sort of gets to the mffa ranking for this team this team's been all over the map right no like i don't think a a season has ever started off more fun from like a pure neutral standpoint than brentford playing their first home match in 74 like in the premier league in 74 years or whatever it was and uh and then and beating arsenal on friday night to nail with fans back in the stands i mean it was like happened right it was like this yeah. is like exactly what we'd all been looking for for two years and uh and you know you had players involved Tony didn't even score in that get- match but he had it's Sergio Canos I think had a goal and assist um and you know so like they have been fun but it's been hard to like totally uh, we've all kind of had Ivan Tony by default it feels like the last yeah. 10 weeks or so and he hasn't been hugely horribly disappointing but it's hard to feel like you i haven't, I haven't felt like super satisfied uh by, by him either oh i'd put him in the disappointing category i i would I mean, f- four goals we we've had yeah just like more more um out of nowhere cheap strikers that have given us yeah, i feel like what, what makes strikers fifth. like this is like a burst of goals and uh, you know, Buffatimi Gomes at Swansea like starts the season out of the blue on like yeah. six goals or something like that, and that's fun and that's yeah. that's exciting and that that is not disappointing. And I think Ivan Tony, the fact that these four goals were at that price point, maybe it's not yeah. uh, empirically bad. Yeah. It's just like the slow drip of it makes it so disappointing. Yeah, we wanted Emmanuel Dennis, but mm-hmm. instead we mm-hmm. got. 
I don't even know. Like, yeah, it's Andy Carroll. Yeah, Andy Carroll. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I think b- biggest disappointments. Are the, yeah, I think I think Tony and Buemo probably falls into there. I think the Brentford defense, um, just because it seemed like that might be a cheap way to points um, after four or five game weeks, and then. Um, uh, probably through no fault of their own. I think David Ray going down just really um, yeah. wrecked them a little bit, but I actually feel like they're probably, um, I mean, it seems like they're going to survive. And so, you know, credit to them. I mean, you know, pretty, so I think from a make fantasy from their ex MFFA, Brennan, mm. I'm going to give them a six, like just mm. like above, above average, you know, it's uh, not, yeah. you know, five, I would, I would accept a five. Yeah. I'm well. on a five on this one, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm neither here nor there with Brentford. They're a little bit like Aston Villa where I think we could see more the second. <laughs> Give us more, guys. You know, some of these teams, I think we're going to get less, you know, but I think with I think with them, uh, we're going to get more. So let's let's move on to our next club, Brandon. And we're mowing uh-huh. through these, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, Brighton. <sighs> Another trick. Okay. Okay. Uh, top performer. Oh God! It's like I'm 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 considering Brighton for the first time. Looking at the FPL site stats page, I mean Trossard. We Trossard is you know, I can we give it to him on three goals and and one assist? He's I think been, it's got to be Neil Mape who who in in classic Neil Mape style is probably the top performer and the greatest disappointment all at the same time. You know, it's a, he really threads that needle while six goals mm, on the season. Well, I mean, that's, that's yeah. double, you know, um, your boy Trossard. Yeah. And you mentioned the banter pick a while ago. Mape is just such, such a banter player. And no, it's, it's kind of like, um, how we were describing Lacazette too. Um, you know, there is, there's a better, maybe there's a better striker. It, it yeah. he feels he and Lacazette feel like they're constantly underperforming as opposed there's, to when they play well, they're overperforming. There's something about a B plus striker that is like so aggravating, you know, yeah. <laughs> because they're they're forwards, right? So they're in the box all the time. You know, it's yeah. like you want them to be better and they're just not, right? They're just they're just like B plus kind of dudes. And so they're just yeah. gonna like let you down constantly. And you know, like a B plus midfielder. I don't know. It's like you can sort of blame the forwards or whatever, you know, like, well, they're creating yeah. chances you know. Uh, with the forward. It's like it's, it's just like if Mio Mappe makes a dumb mistake, it's just sitting there for everyone to, to see, you know. Well, and then Robert Sanchez has to be the biggest disappointment ahead of Mappe Super, just because yeah. he was the pick of the four point five goalkeepers and just defense at Brighton um, times too good for Sanchez to ever get a save point and sometimes yeah. so bad. Yeah. Um, uh, that uh, he can't keep a clean sheet. Yeah, and you know, missed a match with a red card, which 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 hurt a lot of us. And and you know, obviously the the COVID matches being canceled have you know is not his fault, but um, it just made him into a fantasy like a, a bummer, <laughs> fantasy wise. Yeah. You know, uh, even Steele when he got his his little moment didn't really you know I think he got three points from that game. So yeah, I, th- I I'm kind of with you there. I mean, I think the entire Brighton defense. Um, if I were to pick a player who you know I think could actually be fun though. Uh, f- from Brighton in the second half of the season, I think it's I think it's our our boy Brandon, the uh, the little defender, the uh, little defender Tariq Lamptey. <laughs> Tariq Lamptey. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was trying to uh-huh. to pull up his name before we got there, Brandon. I couldn't. What quite better way than just to describe someone's attributes? The in little that defender, the, yeah, their size go, and their position. He, he should go by that as a nickname. That would be, uh-huh. you know, because then you'd underestimate him. Right, because he is a very good always, player, obviously. always, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. The yeah. littler is sometimes the better. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Lamptey, I, I'm probably hurt a little bit by the, all these match postponements because I just think in the last month he's back to full fitness and 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 playing minutes for Grand Potter. So there you go. Yeah, I think. Yeah, um, I, th- I think that I think Lamptey would would probably uh, be the one that I would at least look forward to. So from an MFFA standpoint, I mean, a zero seems <laughs> too low. Seems uh, harsh. It seems harsh. Uh, let's, I have not had fun watching them play this year. Mm-hmm. I don't like watching like, it's like they do do some things fundamentally. Right. So it's not fun to have your team play them. Right. Like that's not like a fun thing. Like leads sometimes have matches where they get things so wrong that it's absolutely delightful <laughs> to have that, to, to watch a match with them. Sure. Um, you know, the, the last two matches they played as a case in point, although, you know, obviously for fans, it must've been miserable. Uh, but you know, I think, um, I'm going to give them a one. I'm sorry. Okay. Man. They're, they're yeah, a one yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go three on this one. I mean, I think okay. just the, the, the resurgence of Shane Duffy, uh, bumps them up a little bit. Okay. In the okay. You're right. We hadn't talked about Duffy before we recorded, but I think, I think I'm going to bump him up to a two uh, based on Shane Duffy okay. alone. Okay. Yeah. yeah the Brighton fans are rejoicing at this point. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's move on to Burnley. Jeez. Oh, wow. I feel like we have, Another... we're, we're like pow- powering through some low octane MMFA. MMFM is, it's a very hard acronym to say, Josh. M- it is the double M-F-F-A. F, I think. I think that's why a lot of, yeah, a lot of organizations are doing, I guess you have the NAACP, but then you say double A, right? You don't say NNACP. That's yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. Probably right. why. Uh, maybe that's how we, we have to say the M double F A. Yeah, M double F A. I like that. That works for me. Okay, so Burnley, M double F Go on, go on. Tell me about Burnley and your experience this season. I think I think Max Max Cornet probably would be the top performer. He's got five goals in the season. He's cheap midfielder. Makes Burnley a lot more fun when he's on the pitch. Unfortunately, he's injured right now, but um, I think he's he's got to take the kick. He's kind of the only player on that squad who who I think is interesting. I mean, I guess um, I'll give Matt Loudon a little bit of a shout out here too, just because he was Go on. he was just he was like just sort of famously the like kind of cheap player who doesn't do anything for you. Right. It was like outside of getting a clean sheet, like uh, mm-hmm. the, this kind of defender is like a well-known commodity in fantasy, right? Sure, like the, yeah. you know, uh, who's the, um, uh, the Connor Cody, uh, for wolves is like this, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, never score, never yeah. score, never get assist. Doesn't even get a lot of bonus points, you know, but they tend to be in that 4.5, you know, range. And so, but, but this season, Matt Loudon has one goal and three assists, which is like kind of crazy. I think if you look back at his previous, yeah. So in the in the last three seasons combined, going into this one, Brandon, he had one goal and two assists. So he has yeah. he has surpassed three seasons worth of production in, in one half of a season. So I'll give him a little shout out for that because he is he's only four point five million. It is going to be a merry Christmas at Matt Loughton's household uh, this season. I'm I'm sure of it. Yeah, I, I, I like the Cornet shout because you know the the golden rule of fantasy is pick the player that plays out of position farther up the pitch, not farther yeah. back. So there you go. Um, the world of disappointments that Burnley offers us. Uh, I mean, me and Tarkovsky. I mean, Tarkovsky is um, apparently Eddie Howe is tapping mm-hmm. Tarkovsky to come. Sounds like a novel, Brian. Me, me and Tarkovsky sounds like like <laughs> exactly. me. Like you're, it's like you're examining Tarkovsky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and he also has a, a, a vaguely sort of like um, Russian uh, grand novelist sort of name. Who am I? Dostoevsky. Yeah, uh, Dostoevsky, yeah, exactly. Tarkowski. Um, but I think like 
even though, yes, Matt Loughton is is well outperforming previous seasons, Burnley defense on a whole from Nick Pope to the two center backs, just pretty pretty much weak sauce. Like the fact yeah. that we the fact that we can't consider Burnley defenders um is is sad. It's it's an end of an era. Yeah, I mean, how about and I think Chris Wood's got to go up there too. Only three goals in the season. He has started mm-hmm. every single match this season. He started sixty. So they Burnley are in that category. They've only played sixteen times. Actually, not even. They missed game week thirteen as well. So they have only played fifteen times this season. There's teams that have played three more matches than them uh, already, which is kind of insane if you think about it. But um, and they, uh, they apparently they they were not the team that had the COVID issues uh, for that Villa Burnley match on Saturday. They were actually at the at the hotel. Um, <laughs> like at, we're at here, Villa. we're fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like we're ready. Uh, but you know they've had some. Obviously, they had the uh, sort of act of God uh, moment with the with the snow storm so there's nothing we can do about that but anyway yeah regardless three goals in the season for for a forward who i think most of us rate at least a little bit right i mean he had a pretty good season last year and so um you know he got the price bump as well he bumped up to seven million to start the season so i think uh i think he's got to qualify as one of the more disappointing forwards on the year this team's a zero on the m double f f and m m double f a scale there's no arguing here i'll give him a one because of max cornet Okay. okay, and okay. I think maybe maybe he provides some entertainment. Brandon, my boy McNeil, though, it, it's just never going to happen. This is like an actual my boy. I have been talking about McNeil on this mm-hmm. podcast, probably going back to the beginning of the pod. Like, mm-hmm. I have been, he is my Dia Mercy and Bacani. He is my <laughs> Padmo Poco. You know, I just I just want it to happen someday for him. So, yeah, we'll see. seems like that someday. ship has sailed now. And and speaking of, uh, off we go from Burnley to a team who is yep. seemingly downing tools in an absurd way. Chelsea, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it seemed like they were just going to walk the league uh, with great defense and high flying wingbacks, and mm-hmm. now they like legit cannot score a goal to save. Their lives. I was really pulling yeah. for them against Wolves, mostly because uh, you know I kind of despise how Wolves have been playing this season. Just like, yeah, I'm sure we'll get to that that rating on the the M double F A Richter scale. Yeah. Um, and and Pulisic, who's back in full fit, would have loved to have seen him put that uh, breakaway past Jose Sa, but was not to be. Does he? I feel like he's got to be one of the current players playing like across world football who has the what out of the best high, highlight reel of goals that he almost scored like it <laughs> yeah, feels right. like every time he's on the pitch he almost scored including the champions league final right like he's yeah. he's constantly almost scoring nice goals and it never quite it must be so frustrating for the managers yeah it so, was it was it the community shield where he did his hamstring um and he still yeah. continued running and took the shot on a, yeah. on a broken yeah did completely he score in that i think it was i think it was an fa cup if yeah, I remember, yeah it, was, but, it was one yeah. of those like uh yeah yeah not non-season non-league matches yeah okay so uh reese james uh he burns bright uh and he but yeah. Okay. Reese James, make a case for another player here for being the top performer. Well, I think I think you know Rudiger. Um, I think would 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 get a shout as well. I think those are the the two that I would um, that I would argue for. I think uh, they both started off at at five point five million. Um, Rudiger, in some ways, I have been less stressed out by. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, it's interesting because I mean, clearly, like Reese James, I owe being inside the top fifty k right now to having Reese James at exactly the right time. You know, there's just like, that's just straight up like the case. Like he had an mm-hmm. explosive four week stretch 
And, um, and that was it. Right. And it was like, you know, he had like a, he had two goals and a clean sheet, 21 pointer at Newcastle. Right. That's like, that's the stuff of like legend, right. You just yeah. never see players pick up 21 pointers, especially defenders, you know? Yeah. And so it was, uh, so yeah, I think that he has to be the pick, but I think the Rudiger just because he plays every single match and he has this kind of fun marauding, I mean, just for the fact that he won two pens, and the Leeds match alone, I think you've got to give them at least some consideration. Like how in the <laughs> yeah. world was it was not like they were not in set pieces. They were not in corners. It was like literally just in the run of play. He was yeah. in the box and won a pen, which is kind of crazy. It is. He has a knack for finding space. And he's clear he's been given by Tuchel this sort of a bit of a free role. And it's odd for a center back to have a free role. But yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe we'll see much more of Rudiger with Conte back. I mean, clean sheets yeah. uh, seem to be more achievable when Chelsea yeah, have an actual midfield. So that's yeah. good. We're we're not done with you yet, Chelsea defense. Yeah. They got so yeah. lucky with that chalked up goal today. <laughs> All right. Now, this is going to be probably the longest section of this episode, Josh. The greatest disappointments at Chelsea this season. Uh, <laughs> where to begin? Uh, You've Havertz, got, uh, Lukaku. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Werner. I mean, Werner, we, we didn't expect anything, but I think it re- it really is Havertz and Lukaku and Pulisic. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, ZH he, he goes, too, yeah. watching ZH in the pitch, that, does anyone give the ball away more than him? I feel like every time I watch that, like, I mean, I, it feels like he's trying stuff, but he just loses the ball so much. It, like it drives me crazy watching him yeah. play. He's really loose. That, that's, that's like, um, uh, Tiago at Liverpool, right? Like you have yeah, to yeah. have a player who's willing to be that creative and accept yeah. the the lose the the loss of possession that comes yeah. with that that level of creativity, which you kind of have to have if you want to unlock these low blocks. But uh, yeah. Ziyech is just not a Tiago level yeah. player at this point in his career. It's crazy. I mean, it feels like their attack right now is just like waiting for Mason Mount to do something. You know, huh? it's like that's the whole. It's like Mason, like <laughs> we'll just keep you know kicking the ball around until you get the you know find some space. And uh, you know, I mean, it's just it. it I mean, I don't know. I, I guess when you have Lukaku and Werner back, they they're obviously a very different club, right? I mean, those players are both starting together a lot. Um, yeah. And they were looking, you know, I mean, even though Lukaku is super disappointing in fantasy, like Chelsea were winning a lot more matches when they had those guys healthy. So. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think yeah, I guess we'll we'll just call it a, a I mean between Lukaku and Harvard's burn, how do you uh, you know Lukaku how do you all the way? Yeah. I mean, Lu- yeah. Lukaku was a the player that I wanted to have in my fantasy team, so he wins out. Like I I if you if you gave me the option before the season, which player do you want to have Harvard's uh, uh, or Lukaku? I wanted Lukaku. Yeah. Uh, even though Havertz is better classed as a, a midfielder for fantasy points, but there it is. Yeah. And just like the, I feel like, yeah, it doesn't really require much more explanation beyond that. I mean, do you feel differently? No, I was just going to ask you, uh, just without looking, what is the last game week that Lukaku started a match this season? Oh, good question. Uh, game week 11, eight. Mm, <laughs> he wow. has not started okay. a match since game week eight. That is bizarre. I mean, yeah. I know he had the injury and they've been very slow about getting him back back out there. I mean, he's actually played in four matches since then, and um, it's eight minutes, 21 minutes, 45 minutes, and three minutes. So oh. really, really limited so far in terms of what they've done with him. And now, and now it sounds like he has COVID, so it's a... Uh, just a really, um, you know, unfortunate season for him. But from an MFFA standpoint, uh, ex-MFFA standpoint, 
I have to give them like an, an eight or a nine. Yeah. I mean, just because um, they have been, you know, if you, if you had the right players, the right time, Ben Chilwell had an amazing, amazing stretch. Um, it's been huge for your fantasy season. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. They've remained through the injuries and whatnot, a fun team to grapple with in our fantasy squads, because no matter what their form is, there is always an asset that is worth yep. considering. So, yeah, yep. I mean, in honor of the last game week in which Lukaku started a match, I will give Chelsea an eight. Okay, I like that. I'm gonna. I'll just bump it up to a nine, just because recent and recent Rudiger have kind of made my season. So I'll, sure. I'll give them a little bump for that reason. Gotcha. All right, Crystal Palace. We were, you know, we were in on them early, Brandon. I think we deserve a pat on our back. Not that anyone <laughs> cares except me and you, but you and I were both applauding that they actually tried to this this youth movement. They they brought in Vieira, who I it wasn't that I had a low opinion. I had just had no opinion. I really had yeah. no idea uh, how that was going to work out. And so, you know, I think he's done a terrific job. I think that the, you know, everything about this club is kind of fun and exciting. And, you know, you and I were talking a couple weeks ago and the, the one club that we most want to go to on our next trip in the UK yeah. is, is Selhurst Park. Oh yeah, for sure. And I feel like they have gotten contributions across the pitch and it's, it, uh, it, it never feels gratifying to laud a loney. Uh, maybe it's the Fulham fan and me speaking where, you know, you see them come and go so quickly. But uh, but Connor Gallagher has been yeah. a revelation been at Crystal awesome. Palace. You've got to be happy for him just basically forging a, a career for himself. So he I, I don't I, I don't think that there's really any else like him on that palace team and now zaha is like i haven't even thought about him in in weeks even though like five goals and one assist it's 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 standard you know it's standard fare for zaha he's still on course for to have a good season you know uh he had an 11 goal season last season he had a 10 goal season in 2018-19 and there's no reason why zaha couldn't even surpass that this yep. season. So I'm still with him, but Gallagher's is just a revelation here. Yeah. Far and away. And there's already talk that he's going to basically slot right into Chelsea's midfield uh, when they re- return him next year, uh, which I think makes a lot of sense um, given how he's uh, played. So far. he's got a lot of fire. He's just fun. He's just a fun player to watch. Um, Mark Gahey, I think, um, you know, I'll just give him a little shout just because he um, is, looks like he's going to be a fun fantasy option for, for years to come. Hopefully yeah. he's got a couple of goals already this season. It's nice and cheap at 4.5 million. So uh, biggest disappointment. I, I, I got, I guess Ed, Edward has to fall into that category, right? Cause he had such a fun debut. I think yeah. we were all kind of like, all right, like it's the Edward era at <laughs> Crystal uh-huh. Palace and it uh, hasn't happened. I know some people would, would probably not uh, throw Gaita in there as well, just because he, he is the, he's the keeper this season that has the knack of losing the clean sheet mm-hmm. in the, you know, 92nd minute or whatever. So, um, I think, uh, I don't know, I don't know how much of that's been his fault really, but you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to throw away, throw Joachim Anderson under the bus here as I thought I really rated him at Fulham last season and he's just not really, he's, he's been injured for a while now, but, uh, yeah. he's just not really kicked it on to the next level. Yeah, I think I heard. I think he may just finally be back um, now. Or I don't know if he, I don't know if he played. Um, yeah, he still he still isn't. I think he, yeah, he came on for one for nine minutes in the last in the last match. So he is finally back and, and playing. But yeah, um, I think that um, yeah, I think uh, there's there's a, there's a few to pick from there. I mean, they're they're kind of like a. I mean, they're still. It's not like we're talking about top of the table team here, right? So they're. I think uh, from a from a fantasy standpoint, from an from an X M. Double F A standpoint. <laughs> I will 
give them a five. I'll go six here. You know, I, I feel like we're always right in the same area, Josh, and we're one mm-hmm. rating yep. off. And I'm yep. feeling yep. a little bit more strongly about Palace than you. This is sort of like when we do the price changes, you know, uh-huh. and I'm always a little higher on the price changes and you're obviously a little. Um, all right. So that, that brings us to Everton. Interesting season for Everton. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's injury has really wrecked their season. I think it's mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say they really need him up front yeah. for that whole attack to work. Everton, the last couple of seasons have been this, you know, when they have everybody fit, they look really good. And when they lose one piece, it all kind of topples like a house of cards. And it's been unfortunate because I think the league is obviously better when Everton are better. But, you know, they are. I think I think Everton have had players that have stepped up in Calvert-Lewin's absence. Damari Gray, definitely. Uh, Decore, somebody that we've we've enjoyed watching since his his Watford exploits. Nice Mm -hmm. to see him really get in sync in that Everton midfield. And, you know, he's, he's doing what he can with what he has to work with. And he's, he's much needed in that midfield. And something that he offers something obviously different than James Rodriguez did, but he still can carry the ball forward just Mm -hmm. as effectively. Yeah. They're sort of, they have like a lot of pieces, right? Like they're not like a total, it's like you actually would, I think it's again, I think it's with the cover Lewin thing just really hurts them because, you know, I think with with Decore and Edward and even Damari Gray, uh, you know, as an attacking yeah. midfielder, like there are like the midfield has some some pieces there and the defense is is OK. Although, I mean, I guess to, to go to the biggest. So I'll give Damari Gray the biggest um you know, the, the, the best, the best player, uh, award, um, can't argue from, with you yeah, from a fantasy standpoint, at least. And, um, I think that, uh, for most, you know, for biggest disappointment, I think that it has to be, um, Lucas Dean because mm-hmm. a lot of people had Lucas Dean early on this season. Like they had a nice start to the year and, you know, I mean, you and I have both owned Dean for many, many times over the last Loved couple every of minute of it. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know, uh, has he been injured? I mean, I don't even know what the deal is with him. He's right fallen now. out of favor. Uh, Rafa has come out and said, you know, the the quintessential manager press conference stuff about mentality, and he needs uh, his players to be in that have that yeah. certain mentality. And apparently, Dean doesn't have it. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if you're impacted by an ancient Irishman playing on your opposite flank and Seamus Coleman, who has <laughs> right. been absolutely terrible this season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't yeah. know, like Everton's defense has got a bit of a problem and they're just like cycling out different center backs. And Michael Keane has sort of like found yeah. his, his ceiling, unfortunately. That's when, you know, you've been playing a fantasy for a long time, by the way, because I remember, when Seamus Coleman was an emerging right back, you yeah. know, uh, starting to break his way into the team, you know, Jay, it was, you know, Leighton Baines, Jaggy Elka and, and Coleman, you know, uh-huh. and he's still, yeah. you know, Coleman's still, still kicking around. But, um, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, he, so I mean, he had three, he has three, three clean sheets on the season, no goals, no assists last year. He had nine assists the season before that he had eight. So, you know, that attacking threat that he offers is just, um, if he even gets on the pitch, right? Uh, we're not seeing it. So, um, yeah, like you said, maybe it's just a Rafa thing, but it's it's clearly not working for the Deniac. So rating, Brandon, what rating do you give your beloved Toffees? Mm. They're at a four. I feel like they've offered more disappointment than fun. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I'm hovering between three and four. I guess I'll go four just because I had Damari Gray when he scored that game-winning goal. And that was a great, it was a great goal, and it was a great moment because it kind of saved a, 
not great fantasy game mm-hmm. week. So I will, um, I'll, I'll give them a little bump up to four for that. I mean, certainly some of the other teams we've talked about have brought me a lot less fun this season, right? Like if I had to pick between yeah. Everton and, and Brighton, I, th- I, th- I know we're going in too hard in Brighton here, but if I had to pick between those two, I would definitely pick an Everton match uh, to watch in the, week- in the weekend. Yeah. Like it's chaotic, bad versus chaotic, good. And, uh, I think Everton is of the, of the chaotic, good variety. Leeds United. God, we could do a whole pod on Leeds, Brandon. <laughs> um, the top performer, obviously Rafinha. We talk about him a lot on the pod. He's a great player. Now it's, he's like an awesome pen taker, as we found out too, right? Like it's mm. hard to say about Rafinha. He does the, the slow walk, which I always think is going to screw the players up. Like they're going to double hit it or something, yeah. but you know, nails it every time. Yeah, I don't think we need to spend more than another 30 seconds on this because Rafinha seems to be the only uh, professional footballer at Leeds at the moment, unfortunately. (laughs) And like you just look at their uh, their stats page on the fantasy site and it's a sea of flags. So I feel for the Leeds fans out there because their squad has just been ravaged by injuries. And you can just like like Conte and Kovacic at Chelsea, you can see how important Calvin Phillips is to this Leeds team. And him being out many points during the season certainly hasn't helped. But Rafinha is really the only one uh, worth it. And then we we did a whole wrap-up on uh, forwards before the season started. And we were very enthusiastic. We were be- very pro-Patrick Bamford. Of course, he had a really decent season last season. And he came in uh, priced at 8.0. And we thought, it's fine. Yep. We can we can stomach that price tag. And yep. Uh, it's been bad. It's been a bad situation. Lots of injuries and then re-injuries upon doing one good thing, scoring a goal. Can you believe that? He's re-injured himself celebrating the goal he scored. <laughs> it's like, there's like bad luck and then there's that, you know? Like, uh, it's it's really, it's really, hey, he actually would have been great this week. I would have probably brought him in, you know, if he was... Yeah. Uh, he was healthy. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, the, I don't want to pick any of the injured players for, for biggest disappointment. So I'll, I'll pick Stuart Dallas, who has just not whatever magic, whatever magic in that old silk hat he found last year, Brandon, it's, uh, it's not there this year. Uh, he's, he's out of magic beans apparently. Yeah, exactly. So, um, he, uh, yeah, it's just not happening for, for Stuart Dallas anymore, unfortunately. And I, they really could have used him. I mean, Jack Harrison, I think deserves a, uh, a shot. Rodrigo, like Rodrigo finally gets his chance, right. With, with, with Bamford injured and just, uh, really fails to deliver. So just, uh, it, it's gotta be, and I, I loved watching Leeds last year. They're probably my favorite team to watch, uh, um, outside of, I mean, I mean, just my favorite team to watch last year, honestly, they were just a blast. And, um, and in terms of just having like really fun, exciting matches, they went toe to toe with like everybody last year, right? One, one draw with man city four, three loss to Liverpool. So, um, from an MFFA ranking, I am going to give them, I still have Rafinha. I still think they can come back around. So, but hugely disappointing. I guess I'm going to go four. Yeah. I'm on a four as well. And I do want to shout out another disappointing player, and that's 4.0 defender Chris Moore. Chris, call your agent and get them to get your uh, photograph put up on the fantasy site. This is this is this, <laughs> this can't, can't happen. stand. Yeah. All right, one last team. I'll take a quick break. Lester. Whoo, another one, Brandon. Oh God. I mean, just Brendan Rogers is. Um, this is a really interesting one. As somebody who seems Machiavellian in his his uh, pursuit of yeah. a football manager career and he's his his I, stock hasn't plummeted like this since uh what Black since uh tuesday or whatever who, who's who's the <laughs> tesla guy uh oh yeah uh 
Yeah, Elon Musk. When Elon Musk went on Saturday Night Live and said that Dogecoin was was a fictional joke uh, and, and its value <laughs> depleted immediately, that that is what's going on with yeah. Brendan Rodgers right now. He's the Dogecoin of of football managers. Yeah. Um, that said, make, he needed to make one of those Champions Leagues. Losing on the Champions League two years in a row that was just a, a fatal blow. I think not so, great, Bob. Yeah, not great. Um, so it. This is a strange one in terms of top performers. I think you'll agree with me, though, on this one, Josh, when I say Yuri Tielemans, because where where Brendan Rodgers' stock is going down, Tielemans is going to have his pick of clubs this summer. Five goals, two assists. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, he just looked good too. It looks like a different, yeah. like he kind of looks at like the player. Remember when they had him on loan and then they signed, like you yeah. had like that really nice loan stretch a couple of years ago before they yeah. signed him. I think he's up there. I think, you know, Vardy's had moments. Madison of late has had some moments. Defense has been terrible. I, you know, if I was to pick biggest point, I'd just pick the entire defense. Just mm-hmm. A to Z, you know, just the whole, the whole thing. I'm going to lump all together. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, this is like a team from a fantasy standpoint. It's like I almost want to give them like a zero, which obviously is not fair. Like clearly lots of good players. If you had them at the right time, they've been valuable. But this it's just like it's so it's to watch them like basically like go toe to toe, you know, at the top of the table for two years and then just completely fall off. It was like I, I like I was like I was, I was rooting for them the last couple of years. You know, I really wanted to see them, you know, claim one of these. Champions League spots and um you know and so this year I think that it feels like a hangover a little bit and um obviously they've had some injuries too but um yeah. so I'll give them a two yeah I think that's fair let's stick with that I mean it's just got to be such a punch in the gut to you know two seasons in a row and then you come back for your third season under Brendan Rodgers and it's just more of the same I think it's got to be wait in in one way, I have to express some sympathy for Rodgers, and that's going sure. to be next to impossible to get these players up for this season. Yeah, and and I think they made some good buys. I mean, Pat Sadaka looks like a player we're going to be talking about a lot on the pod in coming years. Mm-hmm. Um, every time he comes to the pitch, he looks completely awesome. And yeah. so I'm excited to see more of him. I mean, if James Madison finally... You know, if he can keep this up, I think he'll be really fun as well. And and you mentioned Tielemans too. So there's lots of... Maybe two is a little harsh. I don't know. I Part of it is that it's... No, if two's we're calling fine, it the yeah. Okay. You're right. Let's take a break. All right. I, I could go on. All right, Brandon, let's take a break. We'll get back and we'll do the second half of our uh, mid-year review. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Brian, we're back. We're about to the, the, the troika, Brandon, of Liverpool, Man City, Man United. Let's kick things off with Liverpool. I'm going to do the, the third part first here, Brandon. This is the only team that I am going to give a 10 out of 10 to in the Make Fantasy Fun Again rankings. I can't imagine why. Is it because it seems like Liverpool are the last team to play every game week and they turn your frown upside down? <laughs> it's, it's Trent and Salah week after week after week provide you with 20 plus points and keep you on track, keep you sane. And what we were just talking about before the break with Leicester and the continuity with Brendan Rogers working against them, the continuity at Liverpool is just 
unreal as far yeah. as fun and productivity. With yeah. Klopp on the sideline, it's just like hard to imagine Liverpool really ever turn in a yeah. poor performance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're disappointed to drop two today just because it feels like it's gonna be so tight with Man City this season. But uh yeah, from a fantasy standpoint, they've they've been they've been awesome. And Joda, I didn't realize realize this until just a second ago. He scored his tenth goal of the Premier League yeah. campaign uh today. That's yeah. ten Which is a lot. More yeah. than he's ever scored in a Premier League season. His high at Wolves was a nine goal season. So wow. and and we're just halfway through. So yeah. yeah. Uh, he he's been a great he's been a great pick. If you, yeah. I, I'm trying to imagine if you held Jota since game week one. I had him over Simikas as my third Liverpool player in game week one, and uh, he fell out of fashion there for a while. Uh, I think him being out going into game week eight was uh, yeah. was was a tough one. But he yeah he's he's definitely stood out. Like if you if you were to say Salah and Trent are just gimmies, then Jota is probably the top performer from this squad. Yeah. But that said, how can you not just give all the trophies to Mo Salah for just like 15 goals? And this is the thing that blows me away. 15 goals is already ludicrous mm-hmm. uh, after just 18 matches played. 10 assists. Yeah, it's amazing. A 30 20 season, Brandon. Has it ever been done? I, 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 there's no way. There's ever been, I mean, maybe, maybe Henri, he'd be the only one I would even think would be close, but, uh, yeah, so a a possible 30 20 would be amazing. You know, and, and I think he has an even better chance of that happening if, if they don't go to, if the African Cup of Nations doesn't happen, which I feel like is, I've heard it's maybe not going to happen now, or maybe it will be delayed or, something it's it's unclear i mean sort of everything obviously is up in the air right now so um you know we'll see what happens there but yeah he's been awesome um I was, one thing i was gonna say about joda is he's sort of in that solid camp where he, i don't feel like he's very tall but he gets a lot of headed goals for a guy who's not like towering yeah. it feels like he's always a great sense of where to be in the box to yeah. head on a goal a lot about technique there too mm-hmm. um, yeah. but i think what what this has been Liverpool's bread and butter. The way the why Robertson and uh, Trent get so many assists. They seem to be among the few teams that understand. Like, just stop floating balls into the box. Hit them yeah. with purpose and keep them <laughs> low, and your short yeah. players will thrive. Cool to see a Trent to rob a goal today. The rare, yeah. I feel like it doesn't happen that often. You it's know, like the crossing rare, the streams yeah. in Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like you guys are allowed to do that. And then, then you know, it was actually the moment was too big for Robertson. You know, he had to he had to leave the pitch. He's like, get I me gotta out, get of out of here. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> I, need a, I need a three match break. Okay, just to recover. <laughs> yeah, he's like assist, Trent's yeah. gonna kill me if I get more FPL points than him this yeah. match. So let's see. Well, actually, Robbo <laughs> still ended on nine points, which is incredible. Trent Trent has had just five Crazy. technical blanks on the season. Crazy. If you if you if you don't include uh, the one one draw against Chelsea, where he still picked up two bonus points, uh, but yeah, he's just in miraculous form. He really is. He's been he's been terrific. And it was it's great. You know, even like fantasy aside, like he is just a super incredibly fun player to watch and last year when he sort of just didn't kind of have it you know mm-hmm. just didn't feel like he had the kind of whatever um je ne sais quoi you know sure. it's fun to see it's fun to see that back so um yeah i i gave them a 10 out of biggest disappointment i i feel like we should just let's just leave it blank we're giving them a 10 out of 10 yeah you know no one has like hugely let me down on this team right i feel like they're all no. kind of you know I don't know. I'm, if I had to throw anybody out there, maybe Oxlade Chamberlain, who, uh, um, but why, maybe. why would yeah. I do that? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like only starters are allowed to fall, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and Pepe, uh, he's allowed to fall into that category. He probably should be a starter. Uh, all right, let's move on to Manchester city. 
star performer. I think Bernardo Silva probably has to take this, right? More than Cancelo. I think, well, Cancelo has right, become the, Cancelo. the, yeah, the template yeah. pick. I mean, um, Bernardo, uh, yeah. I mean, I think we all know what's going to happen here. Uh, he became a must-have for a month and it's like it's all like sand through our fingers yeah. right yeah. now unfortunately i would love to see him keep up the form yeah uh, and i'd gladly hold him but Cancelo, just the yeah the fact t- that he yeah go on go i was ahead. gonna say I, I said something earlier about bernardo silva on, on on twitter about how a good rule of thumb and i i bought him three weeks ago it's been you know not great and um just that like a good rule of thumb that, that i think people could abide by i realize there are exceptions um some big ones but just don't buy a central midfielder is usually like a pretty good rule of thumb. Like, like, you know, it's like, if you can have Mason Mount, who's like a, you know, basically playing as a, I mean, what I don't know. His number is like 19, right. But he's basically playing like a, like a number. It's like 10 a wide, or, 10, a wide. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, you can have a player like that, or you could have the central midfielder who found himself in good positions a few times. It's like in good form right now. Like just take the attacking player. Cause just on balance, you're going to end up, you know, with more points, I just think yeah. from a fantasy perspective. And so, um, that's just something I'm going to try to keep in mind. This is like happened with Gundogan last year too, an amazing run in January and February. And then it was, and then it was over, you know, and then we sort of waited a few more weeks to see if it truly was over. And it was, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> and it was, yeah. Yeah. Where do we go with disappointments here? I mean, it's odd that this like city are, uh, you know, moving into the juggernaut phase of the season and, um, RIP the rest of the league. And yet there are really only two standout players, uh, for top performers. This is always the fantasy issue with city though, right? Is they just constantly spread the points around and now they're even yeah. doing it in the defense. Like I don't, yeah, uh, like to pick a center back pairing week after week, it, Good luck. Like Laporte yeah. and Ake and Diaz are now fully rotating. I think um, I don't want to pick KDB because he's had all the COVID stuff and it feels a little unfair to put him in the biggest disappointment category. But I think that Gabriel Jesus would be the one. Two goals, seven assists in the season. Not terrible, like an aggregate. But Aguero left and he had his chance. And I think it sort of, you know, he got shunted out right. But he probably wouldn't have been shunted out right if he could score more goals right i mean you know but two on the season is just and even today like another example he just had chances and he's just he's a little bit like lacazette right where you just think that he's gonna do he's gonna score more goals honestly like he looks good good technique you know like good good, gets in good positions passes really well obviously um but just doesn't score enough um you know it's always kind of been true Cole Cole Palmer on the same token, Josh. He hasn't mm-hmm. seized his opportunity. What are you doing, Cole Palmer? Yep. Start <laughs> playing yeah, minutes exactly. under Pep Guardiola for Manchester <laughs> City. We've never heard of you before. It's just not good enough, Cole. Just one assist on the season. Try harder. Yeah, that's true. Cole, Par- Cole Palmer definitely the season's probably across all twenty teams. Actually, yeah. if you if you yeah, were right. to extrapolate. Um, so MFFA rating, I'm going to give them a nine. Yeah, yeah, nine is appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, good balance. Yeah. This is why people, you know, sort of neutrals root for Liverpool to win the league over City is because no matter how good City is, Liverpool are just more fun. And now that's, we have these stats to true. prove it. Yeah, we have the XMFFA to prove it. That's true. I Yeah, I think this is really going to be a, a good um, rubric for us going forward, Brandon. Um, all right, Man United. 
Ooh, talk about a team with a fluctuating M double F A rating. Um, yeah, you gotta sell, you gotta buy low and sell high with these guys, like on a on a daily basis. We need an algorithm just to like constantly trade on the X M double F A on Manchester United because it's hard to keep track. Top performer, probably Greenwood at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, and probably nobody since then, I would say. <laughs> I mean, nobody is Ronaldo's matched. had some moments, but yeah. yeah, yeah, that that that's that's right. Like they've all they've all had their moments, but no one can match the consistency that Greenwood brought to this team at the start of the season. And then I think if you're Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you say that's where his his career at Old Trafford went off the rails is when yeah. Greenwood was pulled out of that um, farthest forward position and Ronaldo came in. Now, Ronaldo yeah. has helped win many a game for United this season, but he's not yeah. been nearly consistent enough to help them push for top four. Biggest disappointment. I know that he was injured at the start of the season, but to me, Marcus Rashford, I just like, you know, maybe it's not fair, but it's just like, he is not the player he was a couple years ago. He wasn't last year either. And it's just like, and sort of being frustrating to see him on the pitch right now, you know, because I'm just like, I feel like, well, I mean, I got, got Jaden Sancho exists. So I, maybe he should be the one. But but to me, Rashford is the one. It's like it's a little bit like it's like the disappointed dad feeling where you're just yeah. like, I really like Marcus Rashford. And it's not fun to watch him not be awesome. Yeah, on the pitch. yeah. You go disappointed dad on this one. I'll go disappointed fantasy manager on this one and say, Luke Shaw, I'm disappointed. I'm doing the like Kevin Sorbo and Hercules <laughs> yeah. uh, give like, yeah. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Uh, it's It was a bad run. And I'm glad that it, when it was over, I was glad that it was over. It's crazy that Bruno started the season with a hat trick and he <laughs> is the one who could also fall into the biggest disappointment yeah. category. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a weird mixed bag with them. Like you said, highs and lows. Um it's just a, it's been a weird season. And so I think, you know, from that, from an MFFA standpoint, I mean, the rating actually has to be pretty high because it has been entertaining, you know, sure. sometimes, sometimes it's been like uh, slowing down for a car crash, you know, see what happens. That's the damage. Uh, but other <laughs> hey, times officer, it's going to help. Yeah. Other times you're the one on the high octane race car, you know, there's a, you're sort of both, you know, I mean, I got, I got, I captain Bruno for that hat trick, right? I had 40 yeah. points of the first match of the first match of that Saturday, I think it was. And, you know, so there's a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of excitement, uh, with that team. And so I think I'm going to give them an, I can't give them like a, like a nine or a 10 because they've lost too many clean sheets and yeah. it's been too many disappointments. I'll give them a seven. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on the seven. I think uh, they're in danger of dipping into five, six territory, but we're offering them an opportunity to turn it around. Yeah, exactly. It's like and a, nothing says fun like Ragnick. Apparently, we're giving them a meets expectations on their performance management. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a strict, strictly pass fail for United <laughs> this time. All right, that brings us to Newcastle. Wow. I mean, I actually thought, <laughs> I, I thought, I, I thought that anyhow, I don't know why it's like, everyone was like, oh yeah, anyhow, it's not going to make a difference. And I was like, I don't know. And like, this just only further proves that I am like one of the five people who actually stood up for Steve Bruce doing an okay job. And it's like, he did. I don't know what, I don't know what to tell everybody. Like he, he kept them up two years in a row. Like, it's like, anyhow, is there like the wheels have completely fallen off. Like, I don't know what to say. Yeah, uh, Eddie Howe and wow, rhyme. I just love how the the uh, the ultimate Authentic review of New wow. Ca- yeah, <laughs> Newcastle yeah. this season is just <laughs> wow. 
Uh, I, when we were talking about Leicester, I was, I was like looking up James Madison and I was like, all right, four nil victory over Newcastle. This Leicester team has been, uh, you know, they've struggled and it's just like every team in this league has beat the crap out of Newcastle and it is down to their, I mean, they're, it's, it's down to their defense and their midfield because the amount of attacking talent between Callum Wilson and St. Maximin alone Uh, should help keep them oh. close with some of the minnows See, of the league. Those two like elevate their MF, their XMFFA yeah. by like four notches, right? They're like a zero and those guys make them like a four. Um, Joe Willick has got to be the most disappointing player in this team. Arsenal, absolute fleecing, selling him for 20 million. No goals, <laughs> no assistance. He's got, got pulled at the halftime of today's match. I mean, just, you know, I mean, I'm not saying he can't turn it around, but he had eight goals in second, like when he went on loan last season. Like, yeah. he had a really strong year. And, um, you know, it's just, it has not been happening for them at all. And they're not bad to watch sometimes. They can score some goals. Um, you know, it's like, it's funny because like Watford sort of fall into this category sometimes too, but like Watford, I guess are, are just a little defensively stronger and they have a slightly better midfield. Um, and so I think that's why that's the difference between those two clubs. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like a drug whenever, uh, John Joe Shelby is unmarked and randomly, it's always randomly receives the ball about 30 yards out. And you just, (laughs) I feel like all this (laughs) serotonin, like just released and I'm like, Oh yeah, do it, do it, John Joe, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, uh, what a nice goal. I mean, just the, Grabbed it and ripped it as soon as he got it, right? Got it, got it past uh, Allison in last week's match. I, I think, um, so biggest appointment, we did that. Yeah, I think the star performer, um, I'll give it to St. Max uh, just because he is, um, he's more fun than, than anybody else on the team. Agreed. Yeah. Callum Wilson needs to, uh, I think he, if, if he's going to help this team, this is what we were saying about Pookie, and we'll get to Pookie. Um, is that, you know, you need to, when, when St. Max came on at halftime, uh, in the match against city today, the commentary was like, here comes their talisman. And I'm like, if you're Callum Wilson, you'd be fuming. He should be the talisman (laughs) of this team. Um, just by the nature of, of, yeah, I, well, whatever. Um, he's getting I, that Callum crafty, needs to do more. He needs to do better. He's doing that crafty veteran thing now where he just goes for a pen anytime anybody like breathes on right, him right, in right, the box. Right. Um, all right, let's move to uh, – so you're good with a four for Newcastle? Fine, sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fine. Um, I, think that's, I think that's reasonable. Um, maybe a three. I don't know. We'll stick with four. I think Nor- – yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, move on. Let's move Norwich on. City FC, Brandon – Pick a star performer. Many to pick from, obviously, 10 or 12. Um, so you grab one. Yeah, let's see. I have to keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling uh, on the page. I mean, I don't know. I'll be weird and and say uh, Tim Kroll has no business um, uh, having th- three clean sheets. I don't know. No, seriously. Yeah. Um, it's Pookie, Gotta I guess. Pookie. Yeah. Yeah, five goals in the season. Uh, they looked terrible at their midweek match. We found out later that like half the club had COVID um, and they probably shouldn't have played. You know, last week was like just so chaotic. I mean, it was just, it was unclear at any given moment why any match was being canceled or wasn't being canceled. Right. It was like, and, and it honestly feels in the end, like the bigger clubs had more juice. And and I'm, I'm not like, I'm not talking like conspiracy theory here, but it was like, 
I, although I guess Chelsea today tried to get their match canceled and they didn't. So, I mean, who knows? But there were like, you know, I know Norwich and I think Brighton, Graham Potter went out and said the same. You know, a lot of these managers were like, listen, we just were not ready to play today. And so, um, anyway, this is not, this is nothing to do with our, our rankings today. But mm-hmm. I think uh, for biggest disappointment, I think um, it's you know, the whole team, really, the entire team. Top sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I think personally, I would say Todd Cantwell because he was. He was an interesting fantasy asset the last time Norwich were in the league. And I, hair, I, you know, I like his, anyway. his whole, his whole freewheeling attitude and the fact that, uh, he's kind of been bombed out of the squad stinks and he's been bombed out of the squad in favor of Josh Sargent. And as Americans, Josh, I think we have to, we have to, we have to yeah. go out on record and say, Josh Sargent, not good enough. No, I think he, he probably falls in the biggest point category as well. And, I mean, I, I didn't, I was just hoping this wouldn't happen, right? He's gotten full Josie Altidore. It's exactly what Josie Altidore mm-hmm. did, right? He came to the Premier League and just could not score a goal. It's like, uh, it's hurting, hurting our reputation. Pulisic, like you're not helping either with all of your um, missed big chances. <laughs> Come on, USA. All right, Norwich, <laughs> yeah. uh, Norwich has got me feeling down on the dumps. Um, I'm going to give them a one on the MFA scale. I think I'm going to go with a zero. I just okay, don't wow, think there's harsh. been anything. Uh, I mean, Pookie, maybe, maybe you touch into that one territory, but I just think they're, they're dreadful. And so I think, uh, do you still have Pookie? Uh, no, I sold them for, um, for Watkins, for Watkins. Okay. Good man. Just those price rises. I don't know what I was thinking. I valued price rises over, over, you know, knowing if the matches were going to be played. It was so dumb. I, whatever. He's a good player to have. He'll come in handy. Uh, eventually I wouldn't sweat it. Yeah. If he plays on Saturday, we'll Mm -hmm. see. It'd be actually, I don't think I've ever transferred a player and transferred him out without him ever playing a minute for me. Like that would be an interesting experience. Uh, all right. We got uh, five clubs to go here, Brandon Southampton. All right. Uh, the first and maybe the only, uh, player with the first name Tino that will, uh, be, uh, a star on the always cheating podcast. Tino Livermento is, uh, you know, he is the star 4.0 FPL asset. He's also the star Southampton player. This is yep. above James Ward Prowse. This is above Oriol Romeu, uh, oh, everyone's yeah. favorite uh, midfielder. Boy. Who, yep. <laughs> what other your boys exist on, um, you know, uh, on Southampton? You've got Armstrong, <laughs> Ward uh, Smallbone. <laughs> Ward Prowse used to really be your boy. He used to like, I was, yeah. yeah when he was yeah. 4.5, he was an interesting guy. Uh, we had, we have a lot, we had lots of, uh, woulda, coulda, shouldas on Southampton. So I mm-hmm. think the disappointing category is a little more interesting than the top performer. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I think Broja is, as may supplant, uh, Lieberman by the end of the season as right. the, as the yeah. top performer. Yeah. As the clean sheets dry up for Southampton, which of course they would under Hassan Hoodle, which you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm very much in the you don't know what you're doing camp with him, but you know I don't. I, we don't need to be too negative. They said that about Brucey, Brandon. You know. Um, all right, I think I was uh, never anti-Bruce. No, that's that's true. I'm I'm, I'm like chasing shadows on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, I I think uh, let's give it to uh, biggest appointment. I think I think Shea Adams is he going to be our our pick here? Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. Uh, you know, he's he's the perennial not living up to his potential um though he's he's certainly had his moments i mean three goals is is uh okay yeah it's fine for for him it's it's like it's it's supernova um i've got some that's fine i've gotten some fun moments out of southampton this year uh not enough though i'm gonna give them a four 
form, fine. I mean, this is one of those like, and I don't think about you at all moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. We got to take these rankings seriously. Or just <laughs> okay. Mean, all right. All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be serious. Yeah. <laughs> I four is good. I will. They get the Levermento bump. They get the Tino bump. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it feels weird. Like they're on par with Newcastle. Couple, couple fun things. Yeah. Not, a, not, a, not a lot. Yeah. Uh, all right, Spurs. Who? All right, let's start off with the MFFA ranking first with these guys. Uh, is it is it a two or a three? Where are you putting them? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I mean, I think that they need to take a hit on this one, and mm-hmm. I want to give them a two. It's sort of like doing a performance evaluation with a bad employee, where you. You, you like desperately need them to improve. So you, you kind of make them think like they're doing worse yeah. than they actually God. are. It's like, are we like, it's like, can you tell that you and I are both managers in our real life job? We were performance management talking yeah. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Spurs get, I mean, as evidenced by that match against Liverpool, you know, um, they've got much more to give us this season than we just haven't seen it. It was going to take a while for Conte to pull it together. I, are they are they still undefeated under Conte in the Premier League? I think they are. Is it three three wins and a draw now? Something like that. Maybe it's yeah. two. I can't remember. I, I don't have it pulled up here, but something like that. Much much better. Certainly. Um, it's kind of interesting. Basically, every team has has done better with the new manager. Like, a, yeah. a, except for Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just never gonna stop. I'm never gonna not laugh <laughs> for a long time. It's just such a clownish situation. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, the fans feel that way too. It's not like we're like, you know, saying anything that they don't feel even, even more so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, um, with Spurs, I, 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 the star performers are clearly sun and, and Reggion, I think it's a, a bit of a shout as well. Yeah. Um, biggest disappointment picks itself. I think Harry Kane, I know he scored today, but, uh, so I mean, Harry, and, Harry Kane you know. scored today, but did you watch that match? It was like, it was not the goal he scored, but it was the bazillion, uh, big chances that he didn't just blow. <laughs> it was just like catastrophic. Yeah. Yeah, Liverpool looked a little tired. I think they're they're probably they you know yeah they they need this the the full week off. Do they have a they probably have a League Cup match too, right? So they're probably gonna have to play. It also didn't help that um, I mean I didn't think the Morton kid was terrible, but you know yeah. it wasn't exactly an engine room in the what's he, in the what's midfield. He doing though, the heir to the Salt Empire. You know I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, be yeah. Uh, playing professional football. I'd just be counting my money. You know yeah, crazy. Just playing Xbox with the lads. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think that uh, it's got to be Kane. And then, uh, yeah, do we already do the ranking? I think we did, right? So I'm going to go with three, you know, stick with three. I, yeah, I, well, you know, I said two because I want them, I want to encourage yeah, them to improve. Encourage them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll split the difference. We'll, we'll give this one a 2.5. Yeah, okay, that's we'll, fair. we'll cut, cut it right through the middle. Um, all right, Wadford. Okay, and this is a fun star. one, Josh. Yeah. This is fun. Star it, and some starlets, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you know, there's going to be like a leader of the band, and mm-hmm. I don't think anyone was when it was going to guess that it was Emmanuel Dini who was going to be the nope. lead singer. Nope. Uh, but here he is. Here he is on seven goals. And again, it's the solid factor. Like, it's not mm-hmm. so much the goals. It's the all-around uh, attacking opportunity. Six assists for this man. Yeah. Um, and... and Sar, I mean, Sar was a big fantasy asset for you at uh, in in a certain a window of the season. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of a bummer that we don't get to see like Sar King and Denis play together for the entire season because then like their their M double F A X X factor would be off the charts. 
Yeah, they're another team that hasn't played since game week 16. You know, it's just a strange, strange moment right now for some of these players, you know? I mean, and I know it hasn't seemed like that long, you know, because yeah. like in terms of days it hasn't, but you know, missing just like two matches, like it's gonna be crazy, like making up all these, the, the, the I mean, we could actually see some triple game weeks. I think that's a possibility. Like we, we could just really see some, some like proper chaos um, coming up. And I think Watford can be one of the clubs that we're going to have to have players from because they're just, they're so cheap, you know, and so Denny being one of them. I know I did hold him, um, you know, uh, when I this week, and so I'm hoping that um, they start playing some matches yeah, uh, and I can get some, I can get some starts out of him because he feels like he's like a you just play him against every team they play. They already played Man City, right? You know, like the one of the teams that would have really given trouble. He needed blank in that one, but I think in general he feels like he's a threat every time he's in the pitch right now. He's just in such good form. Oh, definitely. So then, biggest disappointment. Yeah, yeah I mean. Uh, Bachman, maybe the Tom defense Corberlin. in general. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think Bachman just because there was so much talk about how yeah. great they were defensively in the championship. And so a lot of us were really seriously considering Bachman or brought in Bachman or we're looking at their defenders. And um, that has just been, I don't think they've kept a single clean sheet the entire season. Um, and, you know, as in the, the, you know, including in this Brentford match, right, where they had it until the 85th minute or whatever, then they end up losing 2 1. So, um, you know, just been really. I disappointed season for them defensively, but they're also like, it feels like they're probably going to stay up just because they can score goals. And so, yeah. you know, Denny's been fun. So I'll give them a seven on the MFFA ranking. I think they've, they've been a lot of fun at times this year. I think this is why stats bomb people who are listening, of course you are uh, you know, club management types listening. This is why the MFFA X stat works this is why it's important because yeah. if you're fun and you score goals and, and then yep. the two sort of go hand in hand you'll stay yep. up just look yep. at what's going on with Watford totally I mean that, that'll lift Newcastle from a zero to a four lifted Watford from a three to a seven you know so it's a it's a four it, you move up four notches on the old uh on the mm-hmm. old ranking scale mm-hmm. all right two more clubs uh start off with West Ham yeah uh, you know, uh, talk most, about like, uh, don't overstay your welcome. It's like, uh, you, you've been to, a, you've been to many of these parties or, or like events, right? Josh, where you show up and you're like, all right, cool. Like they, this, this yeah. is kind of fun, open bar. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, an hour later, you're just like, I got to get out of yeah. here. This party sucks. Yeah. They're the gin mingle, you know, they really, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give, uh, I think the star performer, I think it's gotta be Antonio, uh, you know, it's a little bit like Man United where there's moments where you had other players who were really key. Um, I think obviously Ben Rama um, early on in the season. Um, and, I, you know, I think uh, even um, Cresswell has had some moments. Obviously he's injured now, but I think, um, you know, but I think it's, it's got to be Antonio, right? He was just on molten fire at the start of the year. Is he the biggest disappointment as well then? Because uh, he he's sort of like made the case for top performer in the first half of the first half of the season and made the case for the biggest disappointment, not missing a single minute since game week, uh, since game week six. And since game week six only delivered uh, two goals and one assist. It's Yeah, it's, it's quite poor. Yeah, and um, the only in the, in the last eight matches, uh, no goals, one assist, and that one assist was for that Masawaku <laughs> fluke cross, yeah. you know, shass, whatever you want to call it, yeah. you know. So, um, you know, yeah, that was, uh, but you know, whatever points are points in fantasy. So, uh, but yeah, he's been a bummer. I mean, the, the funny thing is, like, we all would have, he would have been on like a lot of teams this weekend, right? Because they played Norwich. I mean, it's 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 an interesting season with forwards, as we all know. It's 
Um, you know, this is why I had Pookie for a couple of weeks, right? Because yeah. it was like, I don't know, I needed somebody. I mean, you can go without, but then like the midfield, it's it's been a hard season to get to to nail, you know. Um, you have to you have to really be pivoting a lot. You know, there's yeah. a time when the defense was was major. We have really not had a moment yet where the forwards were key. Maybe we had one game week where Lukaku and Ronaldo both had braces in game week yeah. four or whatever. But otherwise, it's it's been all midfield, but you have to keep shifting, shifting, shifting the whole time, trying to find the right players. You know, it's moved quickly. It's a fantasy podcast, Josh. I think we do have to mention, though, that Declan Rice has probably been West Ham's best player this season. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I think biggest disappointments, I actually, I mean, to me, Ben Rama feels a little more like the biggest disappointment over yeah. over Antonio just because he was, he looks so good. And then it's like, he just like, I don't know where that player went after yeah. game week four. So David Moyes, we're looking at you. You must find him. Consider our technique of telling him that he got a poor MFFA ranking. And then maybe that'll encourage him to do better. It might. I don't know. I mean, how about yeah, Thomas? Yeah. How about Thomas Suchek, Josh? I mean, this guy yeah. was um, coming back to Jota. Jota, congrats on your ten goals. You've just reached Thomas Suchek levels from last season: ten goals and two assists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where has he been? Uh, he he scored more recently than Ben Rama or Antonio, so I think <laughs> right. he gets a pass on this week's yeah. on this week's okay, Fair enough. And from a MFFA, uh, ex-MFFA ranking standpoint, I guess I'm going to go, I'm averaging a six, six and I'm a going seven. Six, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think six, six is the right call. Yeah, I think you're right there. Just above average, but ultimately a little too disappointing in the last half yeah. of the, the last half of the first half of the season. Finally, Brandon, we get to Wolves. What a, what, what a team to end on, Brandon. I like, I like doing a pod where we just say, bad things about practically every team in the premier league. That's a good way to keep your <laughs> listeners, you know? Yeah. You know, I but, love uh, you know, yeah. all the partisan fans, uh, you know, uh, spending Christmas with the family. They're in uh, Wolverhampton. They're like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, let's listen to this fun fantasy podcast. It may be a fun family activity. Sure. <laughs> Big wheel grandma over, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. grandma's yeah. like, how long is this podcast? No, don't <laughs> worry, grandma. It's going to be worth it when they get to wolves, our beloved wolves before, <laughs> before we to, go watch the game get, get tomorrow. An hour and 35 minutes, but it'll be, it'll be totally <laughs> worth it. <laughs> so here, here we are. Let's make it count for grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a top performer at Wolves uh, is is I don't know is is it Connor mm-hmm. Cody? Remains safe, maybe. Um, he did score a goal last week. Maybe like recency bias there. I don't know. It's it's a hard one to pick. It is Him a hard one. I mean, yeah, I, I I think I think Jose Sa is interesting because nice. I think he right. as Probably. has added something that maybe Patricio Patricio just. Um, I think that we saw him make a few too many blunders last season, and Sai, I think, has shored up that position. The near post concession. <laughs> that was the game Patricio's calling card. Yeah, but, you know, he's kind of blocked from our fantasy thinking just from the 5.0 price tag when you yeah. can go get Connor Cody for 4.5. And that's where like, yeah. this is – Wolves is really kind of only interesting to talk about for me from a fantasy perspective. And you look at these price tags and you're like – Sace at five. Yeah. Am I doing He's that? Cheaper. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Saw's cheaper than Ramsdale now. Like, I think I could see a world where you could have a Saw on a yeah. on a wild card, maybe. You know, I mean, you, I mean, you have eventually, if, if many leaves for Afcon, you may have to yeah. look for a keeper. I mean, Saw yeah. would not necessarily be the worst worst pick. You know, no, no, he would not. He would not. And I, yeah, I, God, I, I rue the day that I'm going to have to do that. But it, the day is coming. Yeah. Um. 
yeah. All right. So, you know, that's that done and dusted uh, as far <laughs> as top performers. A, yeah. yeah yes. A couple of, couple of defenders. I don't know. I mean, yeah, him and as like, I mean, we'll, we'll give him a pass just because uh, obviously he's coming back from a, a traumatic uh, head injury. Um, Huang had a couple moments, but you know, can't, hasn't been able to sustain it. I think, um, the entire midfield, I feel like, uh, Troy Ore, led by Troy Ore, falls in that category. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just, um, the midfield has, has let wolves down. It feels like, I mean, they're just not, um, you know, it's a mix of not staying healthy, not being able to score, convert chances, create chances, just a real mess all around. It is a mess. You know, it, fun players like Trinchow, Podence. Hey, I like. Hey. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, they, I like I like a lot of these guys, right? But I mean, they can't I, get it going. Exactly, yeah, I, I feel yeah. the same way. They, I I want them to be better than they are, but if, for whatever reason, it's it's not working. I feel like they like their reliance on Neves and Matinho just like slows yeah. that team down to a grinding halt. Yeah. It's miserable. It's true. It'd be like take Man City and you know give them like Bernardo Silva and Gundogan, right? Yeah. And then strip away like Sterling and Foden and Mares, you know, and then you're just left with Gabriel Jesus and those <laughs> uh, two, right, yeah. right. And like, that's, that's kind of what you get with, that's what wolves look like, you know, it's just it's mm-hmm. not, it's not. And, and then obviously lower the quality of those three. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I guess I would say Jesus and him and us are roughly uh, about the same, I'd say in terms of quality, but I think, um, I think that's I, fair. I, 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 the, I think Bernardo is, is the top of those, of those six. Anyways, uh, that's probably a tortured, uh, analogy anyway. Um, I think, yeah, so I'll, I'll put, I'll say Daniel Podence. I'll wow. Okay. Yeah. That was a long way to walk for a Daniel Podence for biggest disappointment. Um, can I do better than that? Um, Triore's out there. Yeah. He's out there. I feel like I'm, I'm like doing a draft here. No, nah, I'm good. I'm fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's insane. The number, yeah. <laughs> the number of goalkeepers on this Wolves, uh, stats page. Patricio still on the stats page. Yeah. Sondergaard. Ruddy. You've still got John Ruddy in the mix. Uh, Storer. Uh, James Storer. I can't remember seeing five keepers. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got, and then the bottom run, you've got uh, Bueno, who's got uh, zero, zero points. No, no bueno. Right at the bottom of the Wolves uh, all right, defender all right, page. All right, all right. You all got right, you got us away out of this Wolves section. Well, yeah, got one dad joke in there. Um, all right. So as far as ratings go, I guess their defense is good enough that I don't want to give them the lowest rating. I'll give them a two. Mm, mm, I'm feeling a one on this one, but two, two, I will accept. Okay, so that's. That's it. That's your pod, Brandon. Uh, I'm glad we did it. And let's see what happens with game week 19 uh, this weekend. I really hope it happens because I love Boxing Day matches. It's a great tradition. I hope there are fans in the stands. Like, I don't even want to think about the worst case scenario stuff. If it happens, it happens. And we'll gut through it. And we'll we'll come out the other side in a few weeks. As I said at the top of the pod, I'm sort of mentally in a better space than I was a few days ago. Yeah. I think like a lot of people, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening to the world again, you know, but yeah. I think, I don't think it's going to be as bad as last time. I just, I just don't. So, yeah, I hope not. So, so until we next speak, uh, we wish you all happy holidays, uh, happy, healthy, uh, and safe and relaxing and enjoyable. And as Josh mentioned at the top of the pod, uh, if at the end of the year you're you're feeling generous and you want to say thanks to me and Josh for what we do each week, again, pressing play on this pod is is a huge help, but you can support us at patreon.com slash always cheating where you can become a supporter. You can get access to our weekly prize league and an extra podcast each week. 
and our Slack chat forum, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's patreon.com slash always cheating. Josh, do you want to thank our producer patrons? I would love to Let me just pull them up here. All right. Mike DePietro. Happy holidays, Mike. For a second, I was like, am I going to like name every, like, am I going to do my thing? Um, probably it's been a little too long for a podcast to do that, but Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell. I hope your kid is feeling better. Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the big gaffer, Babas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal. I think we might be doing some NFL fantasy stuff with him this week, Brandon. Awesome. So you can yeah. make the timing work. Uh, yeah, I'm in the fantasy playoffs. Um, Nick Wright, who was trying to make, who was trying to cheer me up this week about Nick Wright was about uh, Ali Watkins. It didn't really work, Nick, but I appreciate you trying. <laughs> nice uh, try, Nick. Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson. Congrats on the great season so far, Blair. Travis West, Victor Forbrook Skoking, Paul Herzig, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markoff, at FPL Merch, Carrie Swanson, Karen Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Blue Nose Stew, Mikey Yuang, another guy who always cheers me up, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group FPL, Ben Sweeney. George Kinney, Shiv Majoria. George sent us a nice note after this week's pod branded. Ron Frost, AJ, this the Patreon pod that is. Jeremy Spiker, Lazarus Yanoas, Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Kyle of Robbie, Todd Byerly, Albert Paxoy, Martin Opseth, Lee Hickman, Velger Paulson Kruger, Jazz Benning, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, The Saint, and our newest producer patron, FPL mm. Pessimist. I like that. Just like Beautiful. Me. I always love the annotated producer reads that you you give, Josh. Those are the best. Um, and uh, if Patreon is really not your thing, you can also help us by rating and reviewing the podcast or just subscribing wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast. Follow us on social media. At Hell Cheaters is where we are on Twitter. That's where you're very active, Josh. Also, Instagram at Hell Cheaters. Uh, meta. We'll see you in the metaverse, everybody. <laughs> Do a virtual meeting there soon. <laughs> uh, for all this information and more, visit our website, alwayscheating.com. If you need a, a, a Christmas gift that will surely be late, uh, we've got a shop there at alwayscheating.com, too, yeah. where you can get all your MFA merchandise. If you order from Amazon, it'd probably be late. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 right yeah. we're, yeah, we're, we're yeah. past the point of no return here. All right. Thanks, everybody. And uh, have, a, have a, you know, if you celebrate Christmas, have a have Merry Christmas. And, and, you know, if you have time off from work this week, I hope you, and, and this week and next, I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we'll be back next week at a date to be determined. Probably won't be your normal Monday pod. Might be, but probably won't be. Um, and so we'll be back um, Sunday next week, though, with uh, with a recap and discussion and, you know, something a little more straightforward FPL talk, probably. So see you soon. Poku forever. Poku forever.